0: Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the special Celtic Conspiracy Edition of our Harpin and Lithby preview <laughs> show. And joining me to look ahead to the foregone conclusion, which is Saturday evening Springbok eliminating encounter in Paris. Is someone back for a cap? 62. Hello to Mr. Neil Keegan.
1: 62. Uh wow. I, I don't look a day under 62. Uh yeah, conspiracies ahoy. Uh let's let's I'm just off the phone there with Gregor Townsend. So we've got it all sorted. Indeed. And uh, just before we look at this week's this week's matches.
0: Speaking of the Springboks, so we haven't spoken to you since before we played them. Uh, how did you make it? Make of it?
1: Loved it. Uh, I think we needed that early in the competition. Uh, similar to you know the All Blacks having France, that that kind of worried me. They had that kind of uh, combat game early in the in the tournament. We had that and we stood up well. Watching it back again, not a huge amount worked for us. Uh, certainly in the first kind of 30 minutes, but the lads navigated it. They they they'd never looked worried. Um, and and we we kind of were able to navigate it really, really well. So not only was the the result brilliant and the nonsense coming out of South Africa shows how important that result was, Um, the lads being able to navigate things when things are falling apart, they were looking around, they were safe, they knew where everybody was. Um, And as we motored forward, we were starting to see that everything that we were worried about was starting to work itself out. You know, bomb squads, all that sort of stuff. As soon as they started bringing... The bomb squad on in pieces, you know, we we knew, we knew what the story was. Uh, and and but just some of the tackles was insane. When you hear them in Bray and there in France, it was you know what I mean? I love the game, but Genie max. some of them were tough to hear. Absolutely. no. It was, a great, it, was, it was a great night
0: in the end. It was a process going through it, but I uh, really enjoyed watching it back. Mm. Okay, so uh, now it's time to look at our feature match of the week, which is, of course, Ireland v. Scotland in Pool B of the Rugby World Cup. It's taking place in the Stade de France in Paris on Saturday, October 7th, kicking off at 8 p.m. Irish time. TV coverage in Ireland is on Virgin Media 1 and ITV 1. And as ever, you can find the full listings for the weekend on rugby.com. Just click the Rugby on TV tab. Ireland named their match day 23 on Thursday afternoon. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right there in the screen. Or for pod listeners, it's in the program notes. Uh, Kigo's going to go over a few points for us. He's starting with uh, change, uh, possible changes in the Irish squad.
1: Yeah, um, Hartman. Well, again, nothing exists right now, just rumours. But um, you know, if it wasn't for for bad luck at Rugby World Cups, Henshaw would have no luck at all, um, which is wor- You know, it, it's very worrying because we've seen him come on and do a massive job, and he's been really supportive of the Aki ringrose um kind of pairing that's kind of stepped up um and it, the rumors now are that the switch for for healy for him uh with a hamstring injury not a, was it a wrist or something recently but it's a hamstring this week hopefully we know he's wolverine hopefully he's able to work his way through it and stay involved in the squad amazing that healy be coming back but i i i think if we were able to see henshaw obviously on healy but henshaw in a knockout game of rugby, I think the competition would be better. A bit like Dupont's coming back for France. Henshaw's always value for money. He always is, is a, he does a frightening amount of work uh, and we would miss him if he was gone. So hopefully it's just a rumour. Uh, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be really, really good at it if he was gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be um like, obviously as Leinster fans, we're, we're talking about Healy. We've seen him, um, we've seen the, the, Tweets about him mm-hmm. on his road to recovery, and that he's ready and he's ready for action and stuff. And obviously, it'd be a strange replacement, and um, might be a little harsh on uh, Mr. Kilcoin if um, if if Healy did get called up. But but I mean, someone of uh, Healy's experience and stuff, he would have definitely been in the squad to begin with. And if there was a way, if if unfortunately Henshaw had to drop out, there's plenty of still cover there. There's uh, Stu McCluskey's mm-hmm. There's loads of cover for his position there already. So um, it would be great to, to to add someone like Healy. So we'll see. We'll see. Nothing's confirmed yet. Nothing's even been suggested yeah. yet but uh, it's definitely something uh, everyone's been talking about okay so your second point um, you you described this point yourself War God 100 says it all
1: Yeah. so listen it's it's only about the green jersey uh, this fella it's similar to O'Driscoll similar to players like Ring Rose, Rob Carney all these kind of players Paul O'Connell uh, the Bull we won't fully appreciate uh, Omani until he's a couple of years out of the game and he's gone into his garden forever and disappears and all that sort of stuff. The shift he does and has done consistently, the injuries he's come back from and the way he protects the team, which is something I love as an older man. I've had captains who protect the team and, and I really appreciate it. And he is there obviously doing a job at an elite level still. There's plenty more caps in him, but it's he is there to protect that team as well. So you look at Earls, who's another one we want to pre- appreciate enough until he's gone. He's doing the similar job. But these are guys who are are more than a number on a jersey, more than a number on the cap count, more than a number on a stat from a thing sticking out the back of their jersey. He's doing a, a extra captain's job for the squad. So when everyone looks around, they're in the trenches, whether it's South Africa or whether it's as we go forward to the World Cup final. Yes, I said it. We need to see, and the team needs to see, people like O'Mahony ready to rock and roll, gritting their teeth, ready to push back if they need to, ready to talk to the referee if they need to. And I, I really think the job he's done over 100, and it will be more caps, will not be appreciated until he gets a statue in every province in this in this nation.
0: Totally agree. I've been saying it for years. Um, and uh, you, you do see a lot of people sort of critique his actual game, his actual, the way he plays and say, oh, there's a lot better back rows. I mean, not it's not even... It's not even about that. It's it's what he brings to the team. He's brought a whole. He's brought he's brought up the team just by being in the dressing room before the kickoff, before they even step out onto the pitch. It's his presence yep. in the squad that, that that brings. I think you said it there. He's like an extra. He's an extra captain out there. He's a big. He's a leader, and his presence is vital. And uh, and he's more than deserved his hundredth cap on on Saturday night. What a, what a time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your third point is about um, Irish negativity.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to see this creeping in again now. I I know social media in the run up to Christmas is always a bit creepy and negative and terrible and life and budgets next week and all that. But we're starting to creep our way back in permutations and combinations. All these type of things are starting to pop up again. We do not need it. We do not need any of that. Similar to when we were doing the Grand Slam games, and we some of us would verbalise it, and some of us wouldn't. We have the team to win this World Cup. No team wants to play Ireland. Now, does that mean we're head and shoulders above everybody else? Absolutely not. But there's a consistency there. There's a, a way the lads are operating that is going to bring us to the big, big game. And we have to verbalise it. We can't talk ourselves out of this. I, I think it's a problem that we have, I won't go on too long, in Ireland in general, whether you're working at McDonald's or you're working in you know KPMG or you're working in the Irish rugby team. For years, we would talk ourselves out of things. And that's what stops us. The whole thing about... Ireland could have taken over the world if God didn't create Guinness. That's kind of basically what that is. It's talking ourselves out of it. I could have done it, but I got pissed last night. I think what we all need to do is hit a reset. Okay. Social media is great because everything is on there. It's also terrible because everything is on there. We need to reset. We have a team here that our parents never saw. Their parents never saw. We are in a magical time period over this last kind of 10, 15 years. It's been magic and it's been leading up. It's been building. Through the heartbreak, it's been building. Let's not be negative. Let's be realistic. Let's not be stupid, but let's be realistic. We have a team here that's been built to win this World Cup. Scotland are going to try and derail us. If we play to our optimum, or even let's say 80%, 75 80%, we're going to put points on this team. But we have to be logical, realistic, and not let that Irish negativity creep into us i know we've generations of it let's just be a new generation of positive people no
0: absolutely i mean i found myself um i found my because we had two weeks um before today Mm. we had the extra weekend off you find yourself going through the whole process of um oh my god you know we could lose this and 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 actually go out before the quarterfinals and all this stuff seeing you're seeing the permutations but i think because it was two weeks, I managed to get myself to a place where um, I saw the positives. Um, because this is a, because I think the knockout fix aspect of this, the possible knockout aspect of this is a good thing. Um mm-hmm. we've had the pool matches. There's the we've had that we've been through the round robin phase. You can see this maybe as a last 16 match and, and look at it that way. And it's just what the team needs. It justifies the starting lineup, which is very close yeah. to what we've seen. It's very close to our best team. You see Jack Conan coming in on the bench there for Ryan Baird. It's tough on Baird but it's good for Conan to be getting a shout. It's we're also going to the other outer reaches of the squad as well. Stu McCluskey coming in um, getting a spot in deserved spot on the bench uh, there yep. as well. And it gives us better options in our midfield throughout the game. James Ryan, um, there was, there was doubts about him during the week um, starting um, there was something, some issue with his hand. I think it was. And, yep. um, the the thinking maybe is, is that he's on the bench he's able to play, but because Henderson and Byrne were playing training together during the week, it's probably best to keep them together, which makes perfect sense to me. And what a what a sub to have to 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 bring on um with, with 20 minutes to go. So overall it's a it's a it's a really good Irish team and it's good to see them putting their best team out against the Scots.
1: I I just think, yeah, I, I kind of everything about it is positive. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like we've had the problem, like you say, when you have your two weeks to sit there and think, thinking doesn't suit the Irish brain. But this is all positive. The team is positive. Let's just roll forward.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's have a look at those Scots now. They named mm-hmm. their team uh, yesterday as well. What do you make of it?
1: It's interesting. They left out um, Healy. Healy's not in the squad at all. Uh, I think didn't he start during the week? Yeah. Or last week? Yeah. Right. So it's interesting that they they didn't. Um, they yeah, they kind went for a six-two bench. Um, yeah. So I figured.
0: I think Horn can play a bit about half as well. So that's what they're. Um, that's what they're thinking. They needed need yeah. that extra beef. Not quite a seven-one bench, but um, yeah. it's,
1: it's the next best thing. But like, if you think about it, if if you if you start where we always start, if you're picking one team off the starting fifteen, there's not a lot of blue that's going to get on that squad. Um, no, I, I do think they they do they're going to plan on hopefully a bit of Finn Russell magic. Uh, a couple of guys talking during the week were saying like, do you push up and press them, or do you just let them? see what happens. You know what I mean? Because if if he's playing with freedom and everybody else doesn't know what he's doing, it's a bit like DuPont sometimes in France. He sees something half a second before everybody else and the opposition have a chance to kind of reset at, off of DuPont or Russell as opposed to looking around the pitch. So th- those type of things will be interesting to see how how they work how they work the game. But look, they're picking their best team. Van der Merwe is always, always great to watch on the wing. But skill for skill, you know, beef for beef, we we have this team, and and it's it's a matter of being being professional, hitting all the simple stuff like the lineouts and things during in the last game. We need to have that hitting. We need to because once we get that back on on side, there's very little for opposition to pick through. Um, you know, South Africa. Obviously, you've got Expat and and the other other second rower there. They just throw them up and frighten the hooker. It's easy. I was frightened on the couch watching it. Scotland don't have that. They've Gray there, who's good, who's good operator. But putting in Hendo, putting in Byrne right there in the middle, uh, and there's a couple of back rows who can jump and catch, jump and and, and throw as well. Um, means that there's a lot, lot of weapons in our line out. And I think, but I do think Scotland will go for it. I think they'll throw Gray up as often as they can just to get that big mop ahead in distracting, uh, distracting Sheen but I think we got it I think I think they're going to try and do what they're going to try and do they're going to hope there's a bit of magic there uh but there's no there's no debbie mcgee here for finn russell's paul dacos
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely there's um i mean like you say there's plenty of options there you they've got a great center pairing in Tupolo o2 and jones Um, they've got uh you know and they got you know they got finn russell uh they got darcy graham who's a good link up for russell if he finds his space he can get it to him on the wing and of course they got van der merva powering up the middle but like you often say um you put the two teams together and you try to make one match day 23 i that's you know, they're gonna be mostly green jerseys. Um yeah. uh when, when you match them up against each other and then you add the the whole cohesion as well together as well. The, if Ireland plays the way if, if Ireland play the way they can, um it's gonna it's not it's not gonna be easier for the Scots, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, now we're going to move on to the officials, who, as you can see there, are uh, Nick Berry holding the whistle and Wayne Barnes among the assistants. And uh, that brings us to the weather. Now, last week, last time against South Africa, I said it was perfect weather conditions, but I think it's gotten even better for this one. It's uh, 14 degrees clear, um, little or no wind, and apparently 0% chance of rain. I mean, you literally couldn't ask better <laughs> than that for, um, for for a rookie match. Um, so that's that's that. And um, now we're just going to just, of course uh, – a whole lot of other um, World Cup matches this weekend. Yeah. Which which one of all the others uh, caught your eye the most?
1: Yeah, any time uh, you can watch Japan uh, is, is a good time. And Japan are playing Argentina, another of our bogey teams that, that we may meet down the line. Um, I actually really enjoy watching both of them play. Uh, I, I did think Argentina were a dark horse coming in based on uh, the games in the run-up, but they obviously haven't performed. There's a performance in them there. Uh, uh, so that's going to be fun and that's like it's an early game as well the 8pm kickoffs for Ireland is are, are tough uh, it's tough to get the get the green light to go out of the house at that late at night knowing the time we're going to come back so uh, Japan Argentina I think is lunchtime on the Sunday so that's going to be good fun I'll be watching that one perfect
0: okay so um now it's time for our prediction now of course all of us who have been on the celtic conspiracy zoom calls throughout the week we all know, <laughs> we all know that the actual result on saturday is going to be the only one that eliminates south africa so that's namely a scottish win by 21 points a try bonus point for ireland no more or less than seven scrums in the entire match and finally andrew porter's ear has to start bleeding by the 12th minute of the first half so all those things are going to happen but just to provide cover for the conspiracy kego <laughs> probably all offer- for a prediction anyway
1: so I think it's funny you say the the permutations in the meetings we were having is is plus 21 for Scotland I think it's that for Ireland Um, you know I I think it's I do think there is that much of a difference and I think that the the class is going to be found out I think I I do want a really really good start uh, and I I really do want the the foot to be put down early Uh, it's plus 21 for us
0: Okay, very good. And, um, of course, also, on a separate note, just best-elect to Leinster, we are playing a preseason friendly against Castra. Uh, it kicks off at uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday at the Stade pierre Fabre. The team was announced just before we started recording, so that, too, is in the program notes. Unfortunately, as of now, we don't think the match is being streamed online, so I have to follow by social media. But one last thing, if you, if you go one back in our podcast feed, you'll find a bonus pod where I got fans from all four provinces to look at their own squads ahead of the URC kickoff. So maybe have a listen to that while you're keeping tabs on the boys in blue okay so before
1: we wrap things up Kigo, what stand-up gigs have you got lined up down the road? oh yeah uh so tonight as we record this i'm heading to beautiful glamorous mullingar friday uh, night headlining oh i tell you friday night in mullingar you can't beat it so in the um in the columbia comedy club there which is great and then uh sunday we're in the international in dublin and then we're in the run-in to the big show on friday uh, friday the 13th next week so uh, gigging it here in Bray on the Wednesday, next Wednesday, supporting Joe Rooney, uh, Father Damo from Father Ted in The Mermaid here in Bray next Thursday. And then next Friday, I uh, hope to see absolutely everyone in. We've got nine tickets left uh, for next Friday. So get your names on those tickets. Uh, it's in Crowbar in the middle of town. So kegolabs.com to for all that stuff
0: brilliant stuff and of course you'll always as always you'll find those links in the program notes okay well many thanks to Kiko for harping, and also to you for tuning into our latest preview show enjoy the match wherever you are and be sure to follow us all on the usual social media channels we will of course have a wrap pod for you recording on sunday evening
1: hopefully you'll help us out by liking sharing and subscribing in the meantime stay safe everyone salon